Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House. I'm speaking now with the Anthony Kalfi, uh, managing partner at the UNA. It is a group purchasing organization and advisory that empowers housing heroes to save money, time, and efforts. Thanks for joining us, Anthony, and welcome to Bichara Supply Chain. Thanks for having me, Norhadi. Glad to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Today's topic is a group purchasing organization or GPO as a sourcing uh, accelerator. But before we jump into the main discussion, can you please brief a bit by yourself and your professional background? Sure. So look, I'm, I'm married. I've got two kids. I'm, I'm trying to do life and business in this, in this current, I'll say economic or global climate that we're all uh, trying to do life through and, and figuring out dare I say, this, this new normal. Um, I've been in the procurement sourcing or group purchasing space for just about 10 years. Uh, mm-hmm. Fell into this, didn't go to school here for this. And prior to this, I was uh, worked for Sears, which now is, you know, hasn't done well. Did, did well 100 years ago. Uh, Sears Roebuck, uh, some of maybe your more seasoned audience members remember that brand. Um, and then worked for, uh, for another company regarding home services and uh, online connecting contractors to homeowners. Uh, so this idea of cop, you know, connecting uh, businesses or healthcare entities, if you will, with the right supplier partners, you know, building that network. I've, I've had a little bit of background in that. Of course, there's so much more to procurement and sourcing. Um, but what UNA <clears throat> has become today has been, excuse me, a series of iterations of trying to figure out what is our brand promise and what, what is it that we want to do as a GPO and how do we make sure that we know our place? So I've, I've kind of grown up in this space and cut my teeth in a, in a, in a handful of areas, but it's really been working with the, you know, as we say, the, the sourcing hero or practitioner and trying to understand whether it's at the CPO or C-suite level or, um, you know, all the, all the many different layers, depending on the size of the organization, uh, what, what is it that you're being tasked with? And I know we'll probably get into it a little bit, but mm-hmm. how can we really help? And that's what we think about. And yeah. that's been, that's built my professional background of just being really, and I, I think you can see it if you, you know, check us out, a um, little plug here at una.com and see kind of our values and what we're trying to do as an organization and how we connect with the, with the market. Um, we're really trying to separate ourselves mm-hmm. and, and how we go about that. So it's a little bit about me and maybe my passion for, for how we've come to be and where we are today. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So talking about the, this uh, GPO, Anthony, what does it mean and why should companies care about it? So again, GPO is just an acronym for Group Purchasing Organization. Um, the easiest way we describe it uh, to a lot of folks, and maybe it's, you know, I think there's surprisingly still an education gap mm-hmm. on what is a GPO. We've got a fun video, uh, again, on our on our homepage and through a few few different blogs you can kind of check out. It's uh, <laughs> starring our, our Mayo. Um, but that won't make sense to you until you watch the video, but 
ultimately it's how can you help the little guy or the medium sized company buy like the fortune 50 and we are leveraging um, the concept leveraging billions and billions of buying power and negotiating that through well-known brands and supplier partners that, that most companies are already engaging with today. So in those products and categories and taxonomies are everything from travel services to uh, <clears throat> office supplies, to, you know, general services yeah. uh, to furniture, you know, you name it. Um, we've got a shipping program, we just negotiated a packing packaging program. And I believe why companies should care is, you know, and I think you'll, we've discussed this and we'll get into it is there is typically a savings target that most procurement teams are set with or are tasked with. And if you're looking and understanding a GPO and, and, and there's accommodations made, there are some real opportunities um, on the indirect spend side mainly uh, for, for a GPO to deliver and deploy value immediately. Um, there's a lot of transparency. Uh, there is a lot of flexibility with the right GPO, specifically with UNA. And we believe our job is not really just to pound our chest, but to communicate that message to the marketplace, uh, to all the sourcing heroes about what the right GPO can do for you, uh, the way to go about it, what to look for, uh, what to be cognizant of. And frankly, um, focus, allow the GPO in the areas to focus on some of the non-strategic spend, the unplanned spend. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got the average business is not dealing with a hundred million dollars in spend, but there's yeah. a lot of companies that are, and you know, you're going to, you're going to see about 10% of that is maybe, maybe categorized as tail spend or this non-strategic spend 10 to 15%. That's a great opportunity uh, for right. a company like Anuna or the right GPO partner to come in and say, look, we've got this negotiated. You don't have the volume. You don't need to spend the time on this. This, this is a great opportunity for us to reach across the aisle. Let us bring in the supplier partner, either that's a current incumbent with you or another opportunity and show you uh, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And the thing to keep in mind is there's usually no cost. So the cost is your time, which is your number one asset. But I believe really companies should care uh, because there's an extraordinary untapped opportunity to partner with the right GPO and the right taxonomies or categories. And if there's ever a time supply chain is getting a lot of pressure right now, cost reductions, how can you be more proactive and reactive? Uh, I think it's what we're, what we're in right now and, and for the foreseeable future. Awesome. And how can they help procurement professional make procurement cool? Uh, can you elaborate a bit by providing a view example, Anthony? So, you know, I, there's a, there's a really respectable individual who we've, we've, we adore and his name is Phil Eidson. And I love Phil because he's been in this space uh, in the procurement space for almost 20 plus years. And I think he's very well respected among, among others that we could yep. speak to. But recently we, we had a little, we had a chat with Phil and, he took an approach that I really appreciated, which is kind of this non-victim mentality. And, mm-hmm. and the reason I, I like that is, you know, he believes that it's, it's up to the sourcing hero. It's up to the practitioners or the professional, the procurement professionals to make, not only make procurement cool, but let's, let's almost, let's, let's de-procurementize the, the language, if you will. I'm, I don't want to misquote him, but let's, let's not make it more complicated than it needs to be. 
And it's our job to, from, from within to persuade, convince, uh, you know, show, uh, C-suite and the organization that procurement is here to stay. And it's not just something that gets pushed to the wayside. And when you need something purchased or you've got a PO or, you know, you want, you want to do your standard, you know, three, three supplier RFP and you need somebody a signature. There's, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot more that can be done with procurement that extends just outside that procurement team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's a, it's a mindset. It's an attitude. And that's what I really loved about what, what I thought and took away from what Phil was sharing. And ultimately we, we at Una, we've tried to embrace that mentality. Like, okay, well, what does that look like? How can we help you persuade C-suite? How can we help uh, <clears throat> and drive a mission of being more proactive about uh, empowering procurement teams? And so mm-hmm. I want to just take a moment, like <clears throat> that's Una's brand promise. We've, we, we empower or we commit to empowering procurement teams and accelerating profitability. That is absolutely number one, our mission, our brand promise. And, but one example we can think of is specifically helping uh, a sourcing hero in a myriad of categories. One of them in travel when things, you know, when we were all traveling at a, at a more consistent pace in the, in the, which we hope and believe it will come back yeah. is they had, it was a PE firm but they didn't really call themselves a PE firm. They had uh, eight subsidiaries. They had no compliance and they wanted to use our travel program. And then they also wanted to use our fleet program and they also wanted to use our office supply program. Mm -hmm. And they, it was, it was kind of this awareness. And when they started presenting the savings, the value, we even were giving them compliance opportunities, who they should be purchasing their fleet from and, and using our contract and making that, making their world even easier. So it went well beyond just the contract, the savings, the value and the autonomy and, and customization that they could bring. It was, it was, it was, it was going beyond just the savings. And that's, that's really what we want to try to do is what, what can we take? Although indirect spend is not typically super sexy and not strategic for the organization, but it can be a pain. Unplanned spend can add up. And then we have these heroes that are that are tasked with doing these, you know, I would say a lot of a lot of initiatives with not a lot of bandwidth or resources. And so not only did we make it cool, we made it we made it easy for her. Yep. And she had in her previous role, they they just weren't interested in GPOs. They weren't going to work with a third party or however they wanted to f- position us or <clears throat> what have you. So the result was. She saw anywhere on average, we, sh- we show uh, members anywhere between 10 and 20% in savings. Uh, we, we helped her enforce compliance on, 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 across her eight subsidiaries. And all three of those categories ended up being a fantastic win for her. Now, there was a lot of emotion tied to some of those changes because you're dealing with current incumbents. And then the field has their opinions on how things should go. But we were helping her and giving her the data and even helping her in the presentation uh, with the with the C-suite to say, look, here's what you can do if you want to enforce compliance and look beyond just okay, I want to check a box. And so mm-hmm. we want to con- we are having those conversations daily in, in different ways and through different means to try to push the message of look, procurement can be proactive. We want to be your advisor. 
Um, and, and ultimately we want to be that sourcing accelerator and have it be more than just a, a cool catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So this will be my last question. Uh, how do the GPOs work within the procurement strategy? So a little bit of self-awareness, and I've kind of alluded to this in the last couple of minutes is the GPOs, the right GPOs, and, and there's a handful out there that we believe in that, that, that have a great portfolio and, and have the ability to deploy uh, excellent strategies. And we'd like to think that, that UNA can be a part of that family that's, that's a core, val- core value-driven company that takes the advisor-first approach and puts the best interest of, of, two, of two key people, two key parties in the equation, and that's the supplier partner uh, that's, that's providing the product or service, and then, of course, the end, the end user, the member, uh, as we say at UNA. And ultimately, our hope is and, and belief is that there should always be a blended approach. The GPO needs to know their place, that they can fit within the procurement strategy overall. And I've mentioned it a few times, you know, the buzzwords, tailspin, indirect spend, uh, non-strategic taxonomies mm-hmm. or categories. And, and typically what, what we've found is the best way. It's, it's the old adage, like, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. And let's start in one area. And we, that's usually our conversation. If there's, if there's a general approach and belief in embracing, uh, I would say embracement of the of C-suite of, of a GPO model or a sourcing accelerator or, or partnering with a company like ours, we typically embrace that reality that at least it's, it's understood and we don't have the quite as much of an education gap. Start with one category, prove the savings, prove the value, make sure it's a win for the member and the supplier partner and come alongside and, and hopefully you're building trust and it's hard to make some of these decisions if you don't have trust. You know, that's the key and not, not trying to do too much at, at one time and, and making sure we're going at the speed in which, you know, proper procurement if done, if done right and, and making an overall, you know, kind of efficiency or supplier consolidation and enforcing compliance and putting in new SOPs or standard operating procedures or best practices that takes time, you know, it takes, especially in a large organization, you got a thousand employees, maybe you're dealing with mm-hmm. 50, 60, 70 locations, us or, 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 or abroad. And, um, that those proper strategies to make it down to the field. And, you know, you have to communicate that early and often. And so there's a, there's, there has to be a real understanding from a GPO partner. Uh, what, okay. It's nice to show value. It's nice to show cost savings. It's nice to show, but making a change for some organizations can be very personal, very emotional. Um, that would, that's the other thing I would say too, is a lot of these scenarios, there's a lot of flexibility in how we're partnering with different members. And so I, I would just encourage, uh, anybody who's, who's in this role as sourcing hero or practitioner role that there's a lot of flexibility with the right GPOs. Find the right partners that treat you and the supplier partners well. Um, and it's not all about the bottom line, although it's always expected that there would be a savings, but what else can come from that? What, what does it mean to be a sourcing accelerator? Mm-hmm. And that's, we are continuing to try to share that message and drive that message home so that procurement is top of mind, not just in a global pandemic. Yeah. Interesting. I actually said I have a number of questions, but uh, we are running out of time, Anthony. Yeah. So, 
All right. So thanks again. Thank you for taking time with us, Anthony, and look forward to speaking with you at another time. See you. Thank you, Nihadi. It's been a pleasure. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain, and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.